Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Long Ball. It looks like you could clear something. Just always go incognito and then looks like you're just normal computer Yeah, music. there once was a time when there wasn't incognito. Yeah. Um, I also think it's like it's all really also good to leave a little bit of porn on there, but soft, really soft, safe porn. So like so making. Oh, you, oh, you don't watch any porn at all. That seems a bit suspect. But yeah. if you leave a little bit of softcore porn on there, it's like oh, you watch porn. I understand it. All men do, but you're into healthy stuff, not the weird stuff. <laughs> what, what's weird? One man's treasure is another man's. Yeah, weird, I mean, Trash. weird. weird so, so, I would say there, there's a bracket of porn that's considered to be weird and niche. Yeah, um, sometimes we have to go there on, me and James on a late night. Like, hey? like what? Do you think? Hey, just seeing the time, right? I've actually got a fucking. I've got someone coming to look at a fucking what table tonight. So we got to get going. It's five to five to five. Right, um, th- there's also some um, questions in that, weren't there? Like, yeah, we've got, we, we got questions all that. Yeah, we rolling. We've only got two though. Yeah, we've got more than that two. Uh, those are the two I could. Uh, I thought were relatively decent. What, what, what did you find two elsewhere? Uh, no, I just saw there was a lot of questions. Yeah, but then most uh, of them were shit. Okay. <laughs> is that on? Is that, that, is that on there? Yeah, that's a part of it. It's great. Brilliant. So, welcome to Geekball. <laughs> it does feel like that. Um, Do you ever feel like when you're... When, uh, football is really geeky, isn't it? It's like... Is it? It isn't. <laughs> so, it's, it's a very geeky thing that masquerades... We are? As a cool, no. Nah. Look at the state of us. Look, me and Adam have had we enough fans. We're like, like four brothers. We're like four brothers. We're like four brothers that are like. It's like the Weasleys. <laughs> little family. Yeah. The, the Weasley family. I like how multi- multicultural bullshit is on <laughs> <laughs> this occasion as well. And look, we're all sitting the same. Well, fuck it, this is like, weird. Yeah. There yeah. could be a film where we all live together and then a baby's left outside our. Our flat, and then we've got to deal with it, and we're all leading separate lives. And one character plays every single one of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's save, on, save on budget. Yeah. If you had to make love to one of us, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> who's that? It's not even that there's right. ever any just cause for him to bring sex into it now. It's just like, oh, there's a conversation. Sex. Yeah. No, no, I'm just looking around. We've all got glasses on. We've all got a similar haircut. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's a, 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 a bit of a beard. A slight beard. Yeah. It's pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. We've you know all the else? same colour hair. It's a bit... Uh, this is weird. Yeah, it's a bit boy band. Yeah. Well, you, you essentially we chose the same colour hair. You chose, you chose us. In one way or another, through influence on Stu or making your own decisions, you chose us. Yeah. It's almost like you want... I'm trying to create. <laughs> I'm trying to create a, an army of clones. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to go down another sort of slightly dark. Well, it's actually though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's now the uh, so geeks kind of run the world now. Maybe that's what's happening. Still don't want to be one. No, but we are. Look at the state of us. Can I just deal with that for a second? Like, because I do look at football. <laughs> I do look at football and I, I do see it as a, quite a geeky thing. It's like Warhammer Between with... Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like Warhammer, <laughs> but with a social acceptance. That's what football is. What's Stat- Warhammer? War, you know. What's little a figures. geeky game? What is yeah, it's like Warhammer. What is it? It's like exactly. Do you never play little figurines? Little figurines, you move around. Like, like, like oh, they have the odd shop uh, in town. Like It's like a Dungeons Games and Dragons. Games Workshop. Right, okay. Yeah, so that, that's my oh, feeling, yeah. and I'm kind of okay with that. And there's a question actually that deals with that about fighting a football and do we need it back? 
Um, Do we need fighting it for back? back? Yeah, should we bring it back? It is back. Well, we, well, is this later? Yeah, okay. we're going to come back into that. So, so we, today we've got Matt, obviously. Hello. Uh, we've got James Alcott returning once again. Thank you very much, James. Hello. And we've got... It just fell out of my head. Well, well, you're not waiting for me to say it. No, I just didn't know what to <laughs> say. Like his name. Uh, that's ridiculous, Adam. Oh. I'm so sorry. It just fell out. <laughs> you know that, that is I've never seen you go that red. That's the first time. That's not the first time in my life that that's happened. Someone I've known for a long time, and my brain won't work for me. <laughs> yeah, Adam, I'm so I've sorry. Been here three months. I know, mate. I know. I'm sorry. That's that literally. That's is, hurtful uh, for it, it. He yeah, looks it upon is. you as a big brother, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's hurtful. Do you ever do that? I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Do you ever do that at parties and you've got to introduce your miss or you've there's someone you don't you've forgotten their name there's a way out of it when you, you introduce the missus go you go this is so for my missus fam I'll go oh, oh so good to see you this is fam yeah. 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 it's yeah. awkward and you're just sitting there thinking but she can do it she yeah. can take over yeah. she go yeah oh my name's of course it is Jeff brilliant it's good to see you again and it makes such a difference when uh, to people when you remember their name so it is a real own goal to actually not get it you've got to be three months after three months of knowing it's definitely an (laughs) own goal of saying it every day that's that's out of order we've got to be careful about speaking over each other a little bit as well because there's four of us in the room very much so Jim Uh, looks I just want to say though Jim looks quite defensive he looks almost like he's been hurt like he's been through some kind of experience that didn't go well for him even though he put a lot of hope on it I don't know why what's happened fam's alright what about football no no, Valentine's Day was a bit of a shocker is that what you're talking about? No. You're talking about football, aren't you? Football. You may have won a football game between the two of us. Yeah, may have got the double over. We should have got a draw. Got a double over. more I think about it, more we should have got a draw in that game. We'll get them. So, so uh, I mean, what this, this podcast is going to be about the championship to a certain degree. Not just all the football, although we'll talk a little bit about the football because Huddersfield won yet again. <clears throat> Uh, Adams team Brentford they uh, you see I said Adams just to reaffirm yeah. uh, Adams team Brentford are a kind of mid-table but mm-hmm. they have their own story to tell and yeah. QPR obviously less probably the least <coughs> happy out of, least out glamorous of the, least out, out of the bunch here smallest club in a way in a way yeah. so <laughs> we're going to uh, what, what, what was the crowd on Saturday by the way just it was like, poor what yeah, was it, it was 14 14 right what do you get like, what's your average in uh, nowadays we get about 10 11 right okay that's decent actually mm-hmm. <laughs> No, just because we're near the top of the league. Now I'm turning into an arrogant fan, which yeah. obviously in my whole life has never happened. This is what it's we hard strive. not to be smug. Yeah, it's weird. That's what we strive, strive for. to become in to, football. To become an elitist. I'm not, and I fucking love Brentford. What is your average it's, it's, we did something where we start. What, what I like about the club at the moment is that we finally created this um, dream scenario where the club and the management the fans and the players all seem to genuinely be connected and on a buzz. And obviously that comes with success, but Wagner's ultimately created that. Yeah. But what they've done with the ticketing and stuff, they've actually gone at, approached it in a bit of a different way. For many years, the price that you... I had to go from London to there, and you fuck, it's costing you a fortune to get there. It's the full day, and then you're spending like 25 quid or 30 quid to get in. They've really kind of started to introduce lots of initiatives now where they try and get a full stadium rather than um, you know they make it easy to go so seems to be football seems to be moving in that so direction. we're getting 20,000 regularly which is mad really? that's yeah brilliant. it is but how yeah. big to a ground I think it's about 25 that's good that's a good mm. size uh, it's, mm. it's, too, it's too big for us it always has been but, but if you get in the Prem then you'd be yeah, yeah. we're not when well, you get in the Premier well, League, when you're playing in the Premier League next uh, season. But, but do you know another thing that we've done, which is interesting about a team that's actually trying to get something sorted out, and it seems like they're trying to win. Um, our away end, what was typically our, our away end, was like four thousand behind the goal, and we'd mm-hmm. often just give the uh, the away team that whole allocation. <coughs> Teams like Newcastle, Leeds. A lot of your derby games would, or teams that are on a buzz would come and they'd fill that whole thing, but they'd make a fuckload of noise. And because we didn't really have anything behind the goal, it kind of that can have an impact. It's the most intimate plays, corners, and stuff like that. And what they've started doing now, so when Leeds came, we just we break that in half now. Half of it's for home fans, and half it's for away fans. So even though we could sell, even though Leeds could, to be to be fair to Leeds, could have probably sold fifteen thousand tickets for that game, mm. we only give them like two thousand. So it's actually sacrificing a bit of wedge in order to give your team more of a fortress which is quite a new for us Leeds just a quick thing on Leeds they're famed for their away support aren't they they're supposed to have like the, the biggest kind of one of the best following certainly outside the Premier League they yeah. definitely do yeah yeah, yeah very yeah. good very pretty. they've got a lot of 
they have a lot of fans down south. I think, but is that part of because um, they did so well in the seventies? I think some kids would go, you know, even southern kids would go, oh, wow, Billy Bremner and all those guys are great. So I'm going to go and support them, like Man United. For a few years, they were the best side, weren't they? Um, But also, I think that a lot of people kind of (coughs) fell in love with them a little bit. Even I almost fell in love with them a little bit when they had the... They had Harry Kuehl, Ian Hart... Um, it's just the Champions League run. Yeah, and, and uh, obviously Viduka, Alan Smith. Oh, I quite enjoyed how he gave it. I, I want to say Eric Backer. Eric yeah. Backer played. Yeah, yeah. Right, just threw out. Norwegian. Yeah, um, and and actually when, he, when, when I was a kid, they were dangerous. Rod, the, Rod Wallace played there. Didn't yeah. He? So hang on. So Thomas you can Brown. remember Eric Backer from yeah. <laughs> <Poor> Adam here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name. But that was my mind oh, playing tricks yeah. on me. That's I obviously pressure. know Adam's name, and, and I, I, you know, on a level, love him. So, yeah. <laughs> Eric Backer. Eric Backer, yeah. So, yeah, Le- Leeds, are, I mean, you, we talked last week about the, the result you had over in Huddersfield. And I, I, you, know, you know what was interesting? Because we've been talking about Huddersfield nearly every week, pretty mm. much. Um, people are looking out for their results now because they mm. kind of want it for you, which is nice. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, I would genuinely say I look out for your results a bit as well. Absolutely. I mean, I literally, I, could, I couldn't even spell Huddersfield before yeah. coming here. So, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No. I mean, I used to spell it with L-E-S, like it's a huddles. Huddlesfield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like Huddlesfield. Um But I kind of I, I want it to happen because it, you're not expect Huddersfield weren't expected to come up, mm. and there were some giants in that league, i.e. Newcastle, and I think you know Norwich, Aston Villa, massive, and in a way, it's kind of good to see them struggling because it shows you how competitive the championship is, and it's almost a bit of a cliche to say that now. And Villa have spent some amount of coin as well. They yeah. really have. Do, do, do you have the same satisfaction looking at what's happened to Villa? Not, I mean, forget the the, 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 the trouble that their fans are, are facing. But yeah, yeah I think I think um, what, despite all the money that's in there, and it's not just the, uh, the Championship you have in the Premier League as well, with Leicester in in both sides of it, and them doing as well as they are, and then now not doing well at all. <laughs> is you've got it shows that kind of the, the spirit and the collective of the team, or and the inspiration that comes from the manager on that team, mm. are all actual massive factors on it yeah. and, and I think Brentford their philosophy on it all is that we haven't got the money so we need to find a smarter mm. way to be successful and try mm. a different way to be successful and oh, it shows that it is possible which is wicked you know you need it so we're going to come on to Brentford in a second but you've won six on the bounce Huddersfield mm. Matt where are you emotionally How, where, are, where realistically where's your expectations levels because you came into the office this morning and you, were, I, you could see you're holding it in. And I understand it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I've, I've never seen anyone so buzzing about their football team. So it's quite weird. nice. Didn't just hearing it's because you're trying to hold it in. We, that's why it's, that's why it's so like you, just you feel, feel it. it. You know what happens in football the minute you start yeah. believing. Yeah, well, fucking it happened earlier in the season. So the season started off. I remember Callum. We, we did our the first show of the season. We looked ahead, and he's like, "You're going down." You know, he's Barnes are going to do You're going down, mate. Don't say that to me. And uh, that's out of order. But I genuinely believed that we would be in contention for that. Yeah. There was green shoots under Wagner last year, but you didn't expect it to kick on like it had. Did you end last season well? Because I always think that is quite a big factor. No, we, we had a couple of decent little runs where there were signs, but it ultimately there were players in there that weren't his players. Right. Really what he's done this summer is he's brought in Germans. <laughs> really. And great loan signings. Yeah, right? Germans. I mean, uh, and then Aaron Moy, um, Casey Palmer, uh, so Moy is the guy from City that was a uh, is it Melbourne yeah. that their other team they'd brought him over for like quite a lot of cash and then he he t- signed for us so him Casey Palmer is he alone? yeah he's on loan he's Casey Palmer which is another loan from from Chelsea was doing great and then really the we had run out of steam a little bit and then we brought in um, Izzy Brown another Chelsea kid who Mourinho when he was at Chelsea apparently used to say that he used to love going and watching play in uh, their youth setup. Mm. And he's come in and he's got about five or six goals in six or seven games or something. Um, but no, Flav, this is all very unexpected. A- everyone that's... I mean, we've not done, obviously, many on video, yeah. but the audio podcasts, everyone kind of knows and it's always it's been a little bit unexpected. But this is definitely, uh, as a fan, um, the season where it's felt it's been the most fun. 
this this has been the most fun because we're playing amazing football mm. and uh, at times you think it's kind of over and a couple of times I have and then all of a sudden we've just gone into that bright in the leads and, and then we've gone and won again at QPR on Saturday and then we won last night with two now ten minutes to go and we win three two. It's like I, I know it's gonna run out soon, but it's fucking quite cool while it's happening. You don't it's know. So you're, so yeah, you're saying you won't go off. <laughs> no, it's I, I, honestly like I, I don't know how we can um because Casey Palmer's injured, we had uh, Hogg got injured last week. We are a couple of injuries away, and, and we're, we're essentially playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. We got Man City mm. on Saturday, and then we've got on Tuesday we've got Reading next week, which is a huge. And we need to talk about Reading. There's a guy that talks in our comments. We never talk about Reading, and, and we play them next week, and they're one point behind us. So for us to kind of continue this, we'd have to win. I think nine out of our next ten games. Yeah. And are we going to do that? We can't. We play Newcastle. We play Reading. There's just too many games. So you're going to do it. So we're you definitely not going to do it. You are the team. You're the team that no one wants to play at the moment. So <laughs> based on rationale, like you probably will. So funny. You're going to do it. Well, yeah. Uh, listen, if you're if you're listening to this, and we also record it, we put it on our Long Ball Street channel, uh, where you can obviously leave your comments below. You can watch us, and uh, if, if that's something you're into, um, actually, more people watch it on YouTube, probably, or about the same, depending, actually. Yeah. So no, so, so SoundCloud and there's iTunes, if you don't know. So SoundCloud. True, true enough. SoundCloud and YouTube are now about the same. And Substantial amounts of people yeah. uh, watch, and, and which is which is a weird one. But if, if you if, if you subscribe to our our, our iTunes or SoundCloud account then you'll make sure that you get every single episode that we release we're also going to be doing a, a review of the weekend like a short version where we review the weekend football me and James will be doing that on a Monday or Tuesday we're looking at how we're going to fit that into our schedule but that's definitely going to happen cool. in one way or another so review not preview a review okay. of the weekend Okay. I was weekend. wondering so you might just put the social club up as audio and then do the uh, oh no, video yeah, yeah. okay fine we'll, 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 we'll figure, figure it out, out. <laughs> yeah, we will um, so yeah Reading like there was a time at, at last night when um, you know it looked really good for Huddersfield because Brentford were 2-1 up against uh, Reading and then they dished up a wallop didn't they they did <laughs> but when he left the office to go to the game before he went and got a load of tinnies from the shop he yeah. said don't worry we've got this and it looked like you did we normally beat Reading. We all we honestly normally beat them. I think I've been the last four times in a row, and this is the first one we've lost. And it looked like we we're going to win again. So it's a big game, that is it, Brentford Reading, isn't it? There's, there's yeah, history there. It, it, it's not a derby. I wouldn't say it's a derby, but there is like they're quite close to us, so there is a yeah. bit more need. You're near the like atmosphere. the M4, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. When they went up, didn't they? Wasn't that there was a there was a game? It might have been before your. Before your time, but like, I know my my one of my best mates, uh, Dom. He hates Reading because mm. they um, they were trying to get out of League One, which I don't think they had done for ages. And they played Reading at home in the last game of the season, and whoever won it went up. Yeah. And Jamie Curran, I think, scored a, a goal in the last minute. And uh, Jamie Curran, he used to score for fun, he didn't he? A lot of goals. He's still playing somewhere. <clears throat> Where is he? He was it Exeter. Exeter yeah. yeah, I don't think he's still there. So but, yeah. Brentford are quite a. I mean, they're, they're one of the, the smaller teams, probably have the, late, the least, one of the late, smallest budgets in, in the championship. Yeah. Um, but, but they played a lot less football in League Two, League One. Mm-hmm. Um, you watched them play in League Two, didn't you, when yeah. you first started going? So, um, well, even for a long time. Mm-hmm. Fair yeah. How long, you, how long have you been in the championship? This is our third season. Right. Um, but you, you, you mentioned it, James, about developing different ways in order to, to, to improve your football club, and. But Brentford are quite <coughs> unique in the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go on, tell us about it. Um, so basically, our owner, who's a Brentford fan, um, I think he took over fully in 2009. He's he's an interesting guy himself. He runs a football stats company. He he was aware of the fact that if we get to a high level, we don't have the budget to be able to compete with other clubs. So he's taken on this sort of stats analytics type of recruitment where yeah. we, we sign sort of I don't really know how it works but it's to do with strange algorithms and we look through the Danish leagues the Swedish leagues the lower English leagues so you look at, I think the idea it's kind of like the money ball yeah. philosophy isn't it so you look for anomalies in the transfer market where these players are either undervalued or not being utilised properly mm-hmm. yeah. in, in other clubs and then you take them and put them into a system that you know through your stats and data that they will be able to succeed in. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. It is yeah. an interesting way. No, no, not, I don't think there's a club 
who've adopted that philosophy, who've actually gone on to achieve great deal of success. But in terms of getting from that point mm-hmm. of being at the bottom into a kind of middling tier side, yeah. it does work well. And they didn't do it straight away, did they? He kind of he kind of came in, and I think there was a few aspects that he implemented it with. But he went and bought uh, Michelin. Yeah. Who, uh, what country is that? Denmark. Denmark. And put in a decent amount of money, but he, that was almost the guinea pig for it. Where they went right, this is going to be completely kind of stats driven. They would kind of see which which things worked in terms of like, do you need a left back who's got pace, or do you need a left back who's just got a good left foot and who can play an amazing diagonal pass to stretch the play quickly? Mm. And so instead of getting a guy who's who gets up and down, they'll just buy a guy who who does mm. that. So it's buying the right guys for whatever the stats are saying to a point and then um, he then rolled it out properly I think I think maybe the year you went up or maybe the year after yeah it was the year you went because then in the championship you you really looked to be you were near yeah. the top weren't you for, yeah, we, for we a lot of season finished fifth, finished yeah. fifth so. you were like the town that was the best bench team I've ever seen yeah. And like looking back at that squad now, I can't believe those players played for us. It was an incredible squad, yeah, mm. yeah. The, the other thing they, they bought, um, they bought a guy who'd been released by who's the guy? It, uh, he was, he basically had this amazing way of striking the ball, so it gives it top spin. Right. And so he'd been released by I want to say Atkinson Stanley or someone like that, and they brought him in. And basically, he was part of the squad, but they essentially said to him, "What we actually want you to do is to teach all the kids." how to shoot this way. So by shooting uh, this way, like Andrea Perla, essentially, yeah, you use the, instead of sort of curve, you use top what Ronaldo and Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you shoot and it's, basically it's about 15 miles per hour quicker. Yeah. And so the idea was that he would come in and he would teach all the kids and all the the first teams, this is how, yeah, this is how you do it because he could, he could strike so well and they also had a free kick coach yeah, I think, as well specialist. dead ball specialist guy because so many goals come from set pieces mm. so it's all those little wins mm. isn't it it's so, I find it so interesting and they also sorry the last thing it, it, they understand that luck is massive luck, luck is such a huge part of football mm. and so all they're doing is can we get all the little bits and if the luck doesn't work out that year next year when we get extra luck mm. then we'll be flying oh because of the law of averages it'll even itself out like, yeah essentially yeah. Well, also, well, also you'll get the best out and how are they doing now how are they doing now eh <laughs> football's 15. playing on grass not yeah. on a bloody computer bloody right yeah. not that you think it to look yeah. at us lot <laughs> it's a combination of those things you need, you need a good coach and get the best out of players but you also need this unity between a uh, Manager coming in and buying into this this mm. ideology that's been laid out by by the chairman, um, and that's something they had on the Warburton, yeah. didn't they? So Warburton was yeah. really supposed to not be on board with it at all, really, and that was part of what, well, pretty much what created yeah. the fallout. And then he left. Every, he the fallout happened in February. Everyone knew he was leaving from February onwards, but he stayed as manager to the end of the season. Mm. And a lot of people think that might have been what derailed. Because at the time, we were second. We'd won eight on the bounce. A lot of people think that might have been what sort of derailed our title challenge. The idea with the, the, the fallout was because Warburton liked a really s- small squad. Mm. And Benham was saying, you, you need players. We need to buy some players because we're going to get some injuries. Law of averages, we're going to get some injuries. Yeah. So you need a bit deeper squad. And he's like, I don't want a deeper squad because I want a competitive yeah. squad. And that's, that's weirdly what they mm. fell out of. It, which I think it was also around, to do but... with Warburton wanted to recruit players based on what his scouts were saying. He's got you know a big scouting network. Yeah. And Benham was more interested in, obviously, his stats. And when you have a fundamental disagreement like that about how to yeah. recruit, it's a matter of time before you... It falls apart. Yeah. He's a fan of the loan market as well. So, so the Billy... Um, what's he called? Uh, Billy Bean mm. is the character that was the... Uh, in Moneyball, which yeah. is uh, obviously a film that's got Brad Pitt in, which is decent. Uh, other films are available, but um, but it's a, it's an amazing book, isn't it? Really. But I guess that so their approach, which you spoke about, is what they applied, and they essentially went from being a team that was shouldn't be winning and had no right to because they just didn't have the salary cap that the likes of the Yankees or whatever had, and then they outperformed the league and went on another period of success. But I guess that guy, as well as being a visionary in terms of thinking, he could have been a great leader and someone that kind of brought the best out of people because mm. ultimately when a team and it's like a team in business let alone a team in sport but when a team goes on to do great things 
it's ultimately not just because they've got the best players, is it? It's because they've all got this fucking commitment, this almost this unwritten contract with each other that they're willing to fucking back each other, that they won't let each other down, that they'll yeah. fucking that they'll make that run, that they'll cover for their teammate, that if they see someone commit an error, they'll try and atone for it's it. Faith, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's that collective faith that really is that, that chemistry that exists between a bunch of people. Why you've gone and have success? Yeah. So maybe. Brentford had got all that stuff, but maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have the, they got the right guy in charge. Who knows? Yeah. Are you happy with this season so far? All good? Um, yeah, I can't complain too much. We've consolidated as a championship side, but it's always a bit boring when you just meander into mid-table finish, yeah. isn't it? How have the fans' like expectations changed? They have changed a bit. Um, I'd say we're a pretty ambitious club right from the board down to the fans. Like, even now, some people want the manager out. When when you think about the job that he's doing, it's not that bad. But mm. but they just always want more at Brentford, which is a good thing, but also a bad yeah. thing. I think that's football fans generally. They mm. it's never enough. Like no. it, it's just always want more. Apart from Mr. Alcock, <laughs> who's just happy. He's happy with everything. He loves the fact that you know. I mean, I put down there Q, QPR continue to flounder under returning hero Holloway. Right. Um, he don't care as long as Holloway's there. Yeah, I don't, he's just happy, isn't he? Oh, you've got to have patience. It's going to be fun. No, he's fucking... Sorry, excuse me, no need to swear. He's right. He's absolutely spot on because that's the one trait that most fans... Most fans are passionate. A lot of them are knowledgeable. A lot of them understand football in a way that they don't need to but because they love the game so much. But the one thing that most football fans are missing is just a bit of patience and calmness. Mm. So it's quite refreshing. I'm taking the mick, but it is quite refreshing. So. <laughs> but what... It's a weird one, isn't it? Because you talk about the water cooler, you know, as in the conversations that you'd have around the water cooler, you know, the bits in work where you, you meet up and you chat about the footy or, or whatever. As championship teams, right, you don't have the pressure that the likes of Flav would have. You don't have that kind of... Because I reckon that a lot of that that lack of patience, it's ultimately brought about by the fucking the way it's magnified so you lose a game or you, you, you're fucking playing Arsenal or you're playing Liverpool and you're just thinking that dickhead in accounts if he fucking he's going to give it loads to me so it kind of creates that, that which is what Paul makes yeah exactly <laughs> Monday <laughs> meeting first <laughs> fucking thing in Monday meeting oh. just one thing before we start <laughs> ah like that. fuck off sorry yeah. Um, but you're right, you're 100% on the spotlight, is on yeah. and everything. You can't escape it, you can't escape it. You're yeah. right, that is a stressful position to be in. Go on. No, that's, yeah. no, I think that's, a, that's a really, really good point. I, don't, I generally don't have to worry about too much. Uh, in terms of my patience with Holloway, I think I, I generally, with managers, I kind of, any, the team that they put out, the people that they buy, I'm always just thinking... Does it make sense what they're trying to do? Because like, there are, there's so many, we're talking yeah. about, there's so many variables in football. Yeah. That can you, like, understand what he's trying to get across? The results have not been good, by the way. You're right, we are floundering. <laughs> but are people more excited to go? Yes. Do I have to worry about him, one, being arrogant? No. Two, caring. Three, going off to a better job I don't think he'd ever get offered a better job to be honest <laughs> not anymore no, I don't think he would because Andy uh, and yeah he just absolutely loves it but then in terms of the actual squad and how we're how we're going to get better and improve is he buying players who I can see us doing yeah. better with absolutely I think we've had a great January there was um, what was the kid the number two he looked decent when, when he came on on yeah, Saturday yeah so he's what? the one um, Freeman um, I want to say Luke Freeman is it Luke Freeman I feel like there's no, someone else from me. school. Anyway. <laughs> Luke Freeman's another footballer. Is it? His name's Freeman. And yeah, that's one thing actually I don't like about him. Why is he wearing number two? He's like an attacking midfielder. Yeah, that always freaks that? me out that. Yeah. The only person that that used to go forward a little bit and wear the number two that I didn't mind was in a way was Dan Petrescu. But even so, he played as a wing back, didn't he? Or, or as a right back. Yeah, it was a wing back. back. So, Hang on, who's the other guy? What's the... Um, International player, German, um, but it, Lamb. Yeah. He, he used to wear that. But he started as a right back, back isn't he? Yeah. If you're number two, he's a right back. Yeah, but Lamb was a right back. 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 Lamb was
as well. Right. Long yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Long was a right back, but he right moved back. forward, didn't he? And yeah. ended up playing like yeah. holding yeah. midfield and stuff like that. Yeah, none of it means anything anymore. Because like you'll get a player coming. But number one two, of, one of the conditions yeah. he'll say, oh, "I've always won number two. It's like you know, it's weird. It's just, isn't it? just people. But yeah, the guys, the guys he's brought in. Uh, we were buying these guys from like Andelect and yeah. and all over the place. Like we we couldn't say their names, like yeah. we couldn't pronounce their names. Yeah. And they were that random. And now we're guy, getting guys who've played in the championship. English done okay. <laughs> yeah. Good English solid right. players. Exactly. Speaking of players who name it right, one thing that bugged me at the town match on Saturday it was like, and we've always got this fucking habit is that there's a tune that's a down from that everyone gets on the buzz about, but they apply it to all the same players. So we've got like Naki. Naki Wells yeah. and then a minute later it's Izzy Izzy Brown yeah. and I'm like that's, that's annoying me a bit yeah. and then it was like Aaron Aaron I'm like fucking this has got to stop everyone <laughs> give me a fucking different yeah. song you know what I mean that, crying out loud that that's funny. what the fuck there are, is there anything else that bugs you about going to football any, any other little it, bits because one it. of the things that you have is let me so think really yeah. Go well, on. Let's hear one because you never complain. You kidding? Uh, oh yeah. So, but I can imagine him getting like wound up by compl- people complaining around yeah. around the back. You, Jim, where you just start going. But there's a gut. <laughs> I think I, I might have said it before. Definitely said it on our podcast. There, there's um, there's these two guys, a father and a son, who could not be more polar opposite to me and my dad. Mm. <laughs> like, we are like, we get it. Like, oh, okay, I understand why he played that pass. He was trying. It was yeah. the right idea. Like things like that. We'll, be, we'll make sure we're there before kickoff. We will not leave until the final whistle's gone. We will clap them off if they've tried it. We will never boo. And we've got these guys here who arrive late. <laughs> good, good football men, the old cops. But they yeah. arrive late, they leave early to get a beer, and you've got to get up each time. And they arrive late for the second half, and they've, the amount of times they've left because we're losing and, and mutter, I've had enough on the way out. Fuck off. Like, yeah. Fuck off. So if you're watching, guys, QPR fans, if we could find these people and bring them in if on the podcast. If you find them, I'll point them out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lost the they, are, they are everything I hate. And then more. What else? Let's get some of this stuff morons. out. This is good. I'm yeah. fucking well done. That's just, that's <laughs> thanks for sharing, James. A little bit better. Adam. My dad, like, my dad, he, he did it the other week, apparently. My dad wasn't there. I'm sorry, I wasn't there. Get it off your and chest. And my dad, thanks, Adam. And my, he went, I've had enough of this. And he went, he went, good. And there's like a moment. My dad was because my dad is not like that. He wouldn't kind of yeah. call him out. But apparently, yeah, apparently it was awkward for a second. Which you kind of want to call these out guys out completely, but but then they've got to walk past you again mm. four times the next home game. So yeah, and then it, you build. That's that's my either that having season tickets as well. <coughs> like we're being stuck next to because there's no problem being irritated by fans who support your own club just because you're Tottenham. Don't mm. mean you're not a dickhead. Oh yeah. yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And there's plenty, plenty of dickheads inside of Ireland. I'll tell you what, sorry, have you got one you... Um, yeah, I would say people, it's quite a big problem. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. At Brentford, I feel people people who just aren't willing to contribute to the atmosphere whatsoever. Yeah. Um, 
pisses me off a lot. Yeah, well, just, just silence. They just they haven't come there. Yeah, they just come there to watch a game and do nothing. Else. Like when I go to football, it's if if it was just about watching a game, I probably wouldn't go. The yeah. game quite often is shit. Yeah, it's more about you know trying to make an atmosphere, trying to have fun, be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The guy goes one when the goalie's got it. And he goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, Shut up, mate! It's not going to make any difference. Donut. I, quite, I don't like people that can't accept critical thinking. Like, there's people that see that, that are almost so blindly loyal that they. They couldn't. They think you. Yeah. So, like on forums, for example, down at the Mac is yeah. the Huddersfield forum that I've obviously been on for years, right? And there's if people say something like, ah, so yeah, obviously we're winning and it's great, but uh, you know this striker we brought in from so and so, I'm not sure he's that good. And which I think you're fine to say that as long as you're saying it, you're not going. He's just a shite bastard. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't mind cool. critical things. Yeah. It's like, what's he bringing to the side? Should we have got so and so in? What what kind of things do we need? That I don't mind that conversation. Yeah. But there's some people that just can't accept any critical thing about okay. the team where they're like they then just jump down their throat and almost like hey you've been negative or something like that but what, that, that bugs me yeah I, I can understand that especially if there's some sort of logical thought to the, the criticism I think what it comes from is that especially on Twitter Twitter for football around a match day is one of the most poisonous places I just will not go on during a match day for, for Tottenham it's terrible it's it's terrible just it is, sorry, no, no, I was going to did it. As well, right, sorry, just because these fucking people that spend all their game just talking, like, to the away fans. Oh, that, mate, yeah. That, just not like, the whole time. Like, just fucking, like, I was thinking that, you know what I was just like, what are you fucking doing, mate? Do you know what I mean? You know you were saying with the away, they put it in half yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do that. I like a little obligatory wanking Yeah, yeah, side, but it's yeah. just like, those, it's just like, oh, oh, right, yeah, but it's like, when, no, it's just like when it's all that all the fucking time, yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I've seen? I'm seeing it. I've seen quite a clear line. The divide. The divide. Yeah. You, Andy, well, you don't even know his fucking name a minute ago. You're, you're the intellectuals. You sit there and you watch the game and you, and yeah. you get behind the players. Me and him were just we're there for the way fans game. I don't mind leaving a bit early for a beer. I've got to be honest. I do it every week. Half time. crack you at Half time, yeah. you got to. Half time. Yeah, I kick. Nah, I don't like it. Yeah, he's both scum. There is good stuff about, like, Championship and low league football as well. Like you've got more chance of starting a fucking hilarious new song mm. than you will at like, other places. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because there's only, like Brentford's great for that because like they're, yeah they're quite some wicked ones kind because they're all there we've and been... tied together. There's not too many people. Do you know what I mean? You say that, but we've been really struggling to get busy, 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 That's a crusade of ours <laughs> yeah. at Wall Street to get Brentford. When first. we when we hear that fucking <laughs> ringing out through our tellies, or just I'll be happy with just. Yeah, I yeah. like busy, busy bumblebees. Yeah. I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> or, or any Brentford fans who, like, if Adam's maybe a little shy to do it, you guys do it because that would be amazing. Maybe if, you just if I hear it, I'll join in. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Some other bloke just doing it. I mean, it would be amazing for us looking in. I'm not sure it would be amazing for Brentford fans' <laughs> reputations. Um, and I, I, do you want to? You got something else? No, I was just going to say, like, uh, unless you've got something. No, I was just going to move on. Right. Well, I was going to move on as well, actually, but just to talk about uh, Reading, because right. this guy, every time, yeah. like, you talk about a championship, and I was dying for you to talk about Reading. <coughs> well, they smashed what up Reading. What was that well, tweet? The Reading tweet. What tweet? It's the most re- most ever Reading Oh, the most tweet. Reading fan tweet yeah. I've ever seen. Go on. So, some so like, we're going to mention Reading, we're yeah. going to cane this guy. Yeah, but this is good. Just the guy wrote into Reading on the club, their Twitter, the day before, before Valentine's Day, just saying... Why did you make the game on Valentine's Day? Because now me and my friends can't attend because we're spending the day with our girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> it went a bit viral. That's lovely. I mean, look, I, I understand his sentiment. It's just something you never express on a public forum ever. Yeah. It's hilarious. Did Reading have a problem where they you know, it's kind of an affluent area. I, I mean, I don't know Reading well. But you know, it's like it's like me. Like, I'm fucking hard as nails, but yeah. I'm from Surrey, so you guys don't think I am. Yeah, I Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's annoying being put in that box. It's so strange, because having met your dad, your dad has quite a sort of working-class Cockney accent. 
Might, might not be Cockney, but it's certainly London-based. Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah, he grew up in Wembley. Well, exactly, and he just sounds like a. He, he sounds like he's been a plumber. I know, you know, he's, he's, he's a little bit more. You know, he had more about him. Wrong with plumbers? Well, no, my whole family are plumbers. There, there's a lot wrong with them, yeah. right? But the, uh, the, um, it, but, but you're, you, you know, you're from Surrey, and that's it. That's fine. I think I, I drift. You do, especially when you're playing football. Yeah, I go Cockney. Yeah, love it. Cockney, Cockney all cock. Yeah. yeah, it does. Anyway, um, so Reading. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, so they're right. So how are they? Because I was just looking through their their squad a bit as well. So I, I didn't. It's so obviously Yap Stam is their gaffer. Yeah. I didn't think that he'd be. I don't know why. Like obviously, I've never hung out with Yap Stam. Yeah. Um, so I can't. I don't. Really, and, and even if we had, we wouldn't have necessarily kind of spoken about his fucking what he's going to do if he ever becomes a manager he's done it right he's, he, I'm surprised that he's a fucking manager I'm surprised that he's the manager of Reading and I'm surprised <laughs> that he seems to be doing great at it I, well you say great I would say he's currently he's not as good as Brian McDermott which okay as Brian McDermott as a, as a kind of as a, as a manager you know you think Yapstam you know Champions League winner He's not as good a manager as Brian McDermott. Doesn't quite scan. Hasn't in the achieved same. as much currently. Yeah. Is, is, well, is, currently, he's not as good as Brian McDermott. Where is That's Brian McDermott? Is he? Because he went to Leeds and then, and I loved it that it went good, wrong. Good he's waiting for Yann Stam to leave Reading, isn't he? He just that's come the only back. He ever wants to see he's it. there. He's there. Yeah. Ollie. He's, he's Arsenal. He was Arsenal. He's yeah. entire career. So come back. So, but, but they've got. So they've got that Tyler Blackett, who uh, obviously yeah. was at United and loved an era. I I I know you can't judge him on one game, but last night. It, it felt confusing that Reading are where they are. Really? Yeah, they. I couldn't see much about them at all. They've got oh, some yeah, players, man. Up, really? Like, from where, from what no, they have to be better than that because they're thir- they're third or fourth and they've been on a pretty good run. But it, fourth, one point behind us. But you can have one bad game. Yeah, yeah, you can. But it just. I don't know. Even just looking at their team, they don't look that great. In that in that company, like I've I've seen us play Newcastle, Brighton, Reading, Huddersfield, at least first game of the season. So. Obviously, a lot of things have changed, but the movement of Huddersfield, their their front three, and, and Aramoy was like you, you're watching it, you're going. Hmm. Second half we dominated, should have got a draw. Newcastle <laughs> beat us six 0 absolutely shat on God, us. Yeah, Brighton yeah. looked, Brighton looked really, really strong. But Reading, they just, they, I didn't get that same feeling. Maybe it was, again, maybe it was just an off day. I don't know. But when did you play them? Played them about a month and a half ago. Right, something like that. Um, they had a lot of possession. Was Stephen Quinn playing for him? He's a player that I used to love at Sheffield. Like he's a he's a player that he then went to Hull, didn't he? Mm. Um, and I didn't actually even realise he was at Reading. Which he's a good championship player. McCleary's a weird player. One. McCleary's like scored a lot of good goals over the years, but never kind of made the step up Kicked to the Premier League. Oh yeah, the, whoever the Reading fan is, I'd, right. I'd love to know what they think about him because mm. he's been there quite a long time. Quinn's another one. Yeah, he's always championship, isn't he? Really yeah, but good footballer. I, I like him. I thought that when they got Lewis Graben, that that was a fucking mm. amazing signing. Mm. But I'm not sure he scored yet. But did they get Jordan much at the same time? Yeah, he was playing last night. Yeah. He played for us. What's he like? Did you rate he him? Kept diving, but we should have kept <laughs> uh, should have kept hold of him probably. But he went back to Palace. But they've got a lot of it's yeah, good loans that they've got. A lot of like mm. names you know who haven't kind of. Mm. Kind but of you don't know what club they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. journeyman. Yeah. Um, is that enough, Reading? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we play them uh, next week well, and uh, next Tuesday, so that's um, yeah, that's a massive game, okay. massive game. But yeah, good luck, mate, and cheers because he, he's always commenting and he's yeah, pretty yeah, nice, absolutely, so absolutely. good guy. Uh, uh, what next? Fly? Well, fighting the football. Should we bring it back? Is it something that's missing? I mean, Ang, I'm not talking about hooliganism, I'm just yeah. like a little fist, because you guys, when you were walking to the game, weren't you, you saw, a, a, you saw a to-do. Yeah. I did, yeah. It was, it was a bit odd, wasn't it? It was very weird. Yeah, because Explain we, the scenes. Well, scene, okay, so we're, we're, we met up, it's quite late. Yeah. going through the side streets, Jim obviously no, knows them like back of his hand. Bloody right. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going through, and you can kind of, obviously he's getting to that bit where it's just before kickoffs. So there's a lot of, you know... Fast-paced walking. Fast-paced walking from different directions, you know, like, and everyone's kind of converging. And and then you're aware, you know, you hear the odd, you know, people singing songs, and as you get nearer, you hear more of that stuff. And then there was kind of, you could hear some shouting and some stuff, and and then as we got there, I couldn't really tell who, which supporters were which at that moment in time, but there was this huge guy. Yeah. Huge kind of (coughs) mixed-race 
kind of black guy that was a big a big unit 6'3 do you think bigger and he was he was a mass it was like muscular or fat sort of um, difficult to tell but um, yeah fat if he (laughs) yeah well yeah thick he looks like he likes a beer let's put it that way right right I gotcha I know exactly the shape and there was some kind of as, as we were walking up it kind of and then there was he was kind of there was some chelping and we didn't know but obviously there'd kind of some groups of people walk past mm. and then they'd come back and I kind of saw him leaning over him giving it that kind of thing so there was like so there's yeah, him and his mate who was like older about 45 no more than that like 55 and then there was these three like younger guys mm. and yeah the, Stone the, Island though Stone Island yeah and they're, so they're saying and no. the big lad he's gone he went with like this really long jab whilst kind of being half held back and definitely caught the lad yeah and the lad was about yeah he's about, <laughs> he was about my height he's yeah. little wasn't he and he he just I thought right that'll be the end of it and from nowhere he went for him back didn't he mm. I was amazed by that yeah. we were he cracked him some bollocks there yeah. and, and, and then the big guy it was a David and Goliath type scenario it really yeah. was because this guy's a big guy and this guy was you know James's yeah, size yeah. so he's just a normal sized guy Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very kind. <guy. laughs> and and, and look at shit the, it. He shit it. The big guy shit it. Look yeah, at, he did a little. Look bit. at the clarity of that description of what happened and how interested we were. <laughs> fighting needs to come back to football. I don't want to be involved in the fighting. No, right? no. no. absolutely not. Doesn't suit anyone. We got glasses. Can't hit us. You know what I mean? Oh, no. But from a distance, looking <laughs> in, at two people that do want to do the fighting. Yeah, I'd love to watch it. Yeah, love yeah. to watch the fighting, but not be involved in the fighting. So I, I, what, I, what I'm getting at really is, is it important to you that your clubs are hard. considered hard or have a bit of that element in it? Because Brentford um, and QPR, and actually no, QPR... Uh, You're uh, much nastier than us. Nasty. Absolutely. Yeah, really? and you quite like it. Brentford yeah, 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 used yeah. to be... <laughs> Brentford used to be, uh, have a real... Fa- in fact, I uh, know fairly well, I spoke to him for a while... One of the former Brentford casuals. One, one yeah, of the yeah. Boys. They, they, they were. They had a tiny little firm. I could. Probably, yeah. He's cool. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he'd want to put his face on. No, we don't have to. We don't have to. We could black him out and make yeah, it. Ooh, blur it out. That would yeah. be great. I can sort of see that. There's quite a lot of old geezers at Brentford. You could see maybe back in the day where were a bit naughty, mm. but. The younger lads. No. Because nah. you do get a few sort of pretenders. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? Like the Stone do. Island crew. But they, you know, they just—they're not really up to much. But but you, because um, as well, like what you always used to get right is the smaller clubs would love a tear up with the bigger clubs or with with anyone really. It's fucking Millwall. <laughs> but 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 you know the trains. There'd be lots of places where the trains are crossing and where you'd get fans passing. Where the places where you'd have these fights in in you know where people are kicking off. But um, what you'd also get is a lot of the smaller clubs would be the ones that would go and support England. So yeah. that's why whenever you're seeing it, it's Burnley, yeah. it's Huddersfield, Carlisle, it's yeah. Brentford. It's the, because they don't have that, you know, it's... it's, mm. it's a what, way trip, isn't it? Yeah. That big, that, um, European trip, isn't it? So yeah. following England away was an opportunity to just talk about your club, but also to go and kind of get involved. So I think there was a lot of smaller clubs that would go and do a lot of that England stuff. Is it a lot of tidy firms. But is it important yes. to you? It is, it, it is important. Why is it? As I a kid... Because I feel the same. W- yeah. Within reason. HYC, Huddersfield Youth casual yeah. or whatever was one of our thing Leeds had naughty 40 but would you want to be crew would you want to be Millwall oh, I would love I would love Brentford to have the reputation of Millwall fans really yeah <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I love this honestly. I don't know I just would nah, I love something... people shitting themselves to come to Brentford yeah that's what it yeah. is it's the intimidation one of the scariest things I've ever heard and I went there with a Spurs mates first game of the, uh, pre-season friendly mm. and my mate was like do you want to come to the footy today and I was like yeah alright we'd been out and I was tired and I was a bit weak but I just went along to the day and we better to do that day it's like who are we playing Millwall alright cool do you know what I mean and it's like then we fucking get there uh, oh, and he's like on the way there he's like I was like oh fuck he's like, no it's at Millwall I was like fuck alright and then we get there we're fucking the Millwall end right and, and as we get there there's a fucking about a crew of about 60 fucking heavy hard men you know men yeah. like I'm a fucking grown ass man but I'm not fucking I know. one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> no. And I'm in the fucking end, and all you can hear is, and I'm there, and I'm the one that's sitting next to the fucking Millwall. So I'm like sitting there fucking, I feel like I'm on the front line, because I'm 
got to chat to the guy and stand up whenever they're standing up. It's just ringing out, you'll never make the station. You'll never make the station. And I'm there going, I'm not going to fucking make the station. And I'm not even, it's nothing to do with me. I'm from fucking Yorkshire. Terrified. I've got another as well, but go on, you go. And I, I just, I, I think there is something can, um, Neanderthal and instinctual about football and the people that go to football. And it is in, part of it is about being having a good football team. But because most of us don't have a good football team, you you have to have the reputation as well. And one of the things that winds me up about Arsenal is that I, they're difficult to hate now because they're so soft. And this doesn't include a couple of people I know who were involved in the Arsenal firm way back who aren't so much anymore and there's definitely yeah, really, can I make that clear yeah look I'm not, I'm not targeting Arsenal firm because there are, they do exist yeah, and I'm in no way yeah I don't want to get beaten up or anything like that but I, they're not like West Ham who, who yeah. as, a, as an entity as a, as a group of fans are they have a buzz about them when it comes to White Hart Lane Spurs and West Ham you can, the atmosphere is thick in the air yeah. and against Leeds yeah. when they come down it was thick in the air yeah. and there was something special about that yeah. I but think it isn't it is there for Arsenal but it's mainly from our side hating them yeah, so much yeah, they don't yeah. really give it much Spurs are a hard team aren't they, mm. um, um, they, they there is a reputation but it's like it's like that f- when you know about that stuff because I remember going to the football I'm obviously older than you guys back in the day when teams would you didn't have cameras and CCTV want, want a thing you didn't have speed cameras and shit like that right yeah. so it used to go off and it used to go off in the stadiums as well and people would uh, take each other's ends that was the thing you know I mean I think we've all got probably songs about songs that about it, yeah. but I remember being a kid and we were playing Man City and all of a sudden there's the um, they were so full their end that they started to the, the pens in the corners they'd keep them closed off so full that they then released them in so then they'd fill up this corner pen because yep. of the overspill and then all of a sudden they're right next to fucking literally there's just this shitty little fence. blue fence and then they're just fucking <laughs> climbing over it they're just pouring through our stand and like I was about I don't know maybe fucking nine or ten mm. and I just remember my uncle who was a big lad just fucking like like don't worry I've, I've got you kind of thing and I'm like yeah I know you've got me but who's got you yeah, <laughs> like yeah. point who is that Man City uh, so I, in 1993 you've got a story where Spurs played Man City in the uh, FA Cup quarter final um, we yeah. were beating them 4-2 right and their their hooligans and some of their crowd just ran on the pitch and just just ran towards the Spurs end. We had about yeah. 4,000 in the Spurs end. I was with my dad, and I'm like, Dad, they're not going to get us, are they? They, they can't get us. Yeah. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. But I could see he was yeah. he, he was a little bit thinking, not worried about what would happen inside the ground, but yeah. outside. Police horses came in, the game was... Yeah. There's footage of it on YouTube, I'll show yeah. it to you. There's tons of that. It used to happen all the that time. That was 93, and that was supposed to be like after it kind of packed in a yeah. little bit. But, I but, think there's a sweet spot, isn't there? Like West Ham... West Ham's quite a good one. They are hard, you know they're hard. Sorry, just getting back to that, the, the question itself, do you want? Do you like it or not? Mill's a bit too far for me. Yeah. Because you're kind of... You're, if you, it's you, like the 80-20 we were doing before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but people go like, if you go, who do you support? And you went Mill, they go... They, yeah. I don't want it that bad. Do you know what uh, I mean? Mate, do you want to uh, drop some money? Or, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah well, Adam, you nailed it when you said about that you want teams to be intimidated, yeah. you want fans to be fearful. And currently, Arsenal fans... Are fearful when they come to White Hart Lane because they get you get pincered into this into funneled into the Park Lane end and there's no room to go move anywhere mm. and there's lots of fans and a lot of vitriolic stuff being thrown around. I, that, I like that, even though it, in the past people have got hurt. And I don't want anyone to get hurt, have before, you, obviously, but there's something about that hatred that is, it gets me it gets me hard. Have you been in um, away ends much? Have you done them much? Yeah, of that? yeah, I've probably done about twenty or thirty, mother. 2030 between 20 or 30 so so when you've gone away so what I mean is have you ever gone away and sorry what I meant to say have you gone away and ended up to sit in the home end oh yeah I've done it at Villa I fucking did it at Villa with a fucking Liverpool again right (laughs) fucking not my I'm not even involved I went there with a mate Liverpool fan didn't tell me he got two tickets for the fucking Villa end (laughs) and I'm like uh, right I've been to footy a lot I've been to Bradford place like that I've gone in the fucking home end People don't like it, yeah. so can we just agree that because my mate's mouthy, obviously, can we agree that we'll be cool? For, now, Michael Owen and Stan Collymore were playing for for I Liverpool, remember. I think, yeah, at this yeah, time. Yeah. First minute, yeah. first fucking minute. This must be ninety eight, ninety nine, or two that kind of time. First minute, penalty, penalty, penalty. <laughs> no. Fuck it, I'm just like, are you fucking serious. <laughs> 
first minute <laughs> gives the penalty fucking pies come down on top of our heads I'm saying fucking dick idiot so listen 89 minutes oh. of that we had to sit through and I've it's got, fucking people to I've got one that will top that right so I, did, I didn't actually do it but my brother works um, he, he works in the south basically and he got offered couldn't get tickets Spurs versus Arsenal last game at Highbury and um, couldn't get tickets in Spurs and impossible and somehow my brother managed to get uh, four corporate tickets in an Arsenal box and he right. said to my dad my brother and his workmate do you want to go if you go this is my, my work you cannot <laughs> not, like, besides the point you're in their end you cannot lose your shit you, you could just be quiet you've got to, you're asking them to, to, to respect that aren't you yeah, trust. Me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, on a work level, yeah, but also you don't want to get your head kicked in. No. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's the thing. My dad and my brothers are there, and they're like, "Cause, do that, cause," and 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 then and then Robbie Keane scored, um, and we went one nil up. My brother went mental. My dad lost his shit. The other went, and the work colleague he lost his shit as well. They were going crazy <laughs> in this box surrounded by Arsenal fans. Did Arsenal fans do shit? Of course they didn't. But, yeah. but you know, you're asking for a dropping. They deserve the slap for that, definitely. Um, you got anything to add? Because we've got to close up. We've been running quite a long time. Mm. Yeah, we're going for everything. All right, we have got two other questions, but we're not going to do them this week. What? Do you want to? Well, Let's do one then. All right. Yeah. It's getting quite Who is late. it? It's, just, we, it's part of what we do, innit? We like, right, to talk. We like our people to, to talk to. All right, well, I'll, let, I'll read them both out and you can choose which one we do. Cool. All right. So, uh, Jamie the Creative says Should recreational performance enhancing drugs be permitted in sport? And then it's fair for everybody to do it. I quite like that question. And uh, Chimney K, he says How badly do you think glory hunters and day trippers affect the atmosphere at the stadium and how can it be prevented? I think I need more. We all should think about what we say for that that Number second two. question. So let's do the drugs one. So hang on, what did he ask? He said he said recreational yeah. performance enhancing drugs. Recreational or 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 slash performance enhancing oh, drugs. Right. He should have used or the word or. Yeah, um, that's an interesting. I one. like that. Recreational drugs are illegal, aren't they? So are performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Not all of them. Well, no. Okay. Steroids aren't illegal. Hey, so so they have. They this... are in sport though. Yeah, but you can't by, take by, by law they're not. No, that's you go to prison. That's true. In America, um, in in certain states in America, for example, pot is legal. Mm. And you know the Diaz brothers, um, so Nate who had the fights with Conor McGregor, uh, his brother Nick has served suspensions for quite long periods of time for smoking weed, um, in a sport where. Actually, what the fuck does that help you? I yeah. think the last thing I'd want to do is have a fight if I was stoned. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you, can't you can't do it. <laughs> Unless it's fucking you're on the UFC Change game. Yeah. Even you know, then. Yeah. Even so, yeah. So, yeah. so, so it, it's really weird yeah. because, uh, but this is something in, li- in life whereby you're getting at times um, people getting convicted for sex crimes and doing a couple of years in prison and then people that have done. Um, drugs crimes yeah. getting in prison for fucking 20 or 30 years or life imprisonment so the whole there's a whole interesting debate about recreational drugs and, and the war on drugs and stuff like which is yeah. dead interesting by the way yeah I, I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and, and I've heard that sort yes. of stuff it's fascinating but I'm just saying I've never I've dabbled in things in the past and I've never taken a single drug that would help me be better at any sport <laughs> all of it would make you much easily much easier to be beaten up much uh, less able to run very far. But co- no, co- co- cocaine could give you that hit. I guess... So, so, so there used to be a thing where WWE or F, whatever you call it, wrestlers, Hulk Hogan people at would do cocaine yeah. in order to train because it kind of like made them feel like 10 men in a wetsuit, which is something we start to say every week. And Someone asked, what does yeah, that mean? Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell him. Well, <laughs> um, what does it mean? You can't understand. In fact, we'll keep going. Yeah. Um, but that makes them feel like 10 men in a wetsuit, so it like, makes them train more intensely and stuff like that. But about performance-enhancing drugs, that's a really interesting one. Because if you look at it in terms of fight sports, if you were to go, right, cool, everyone can have performance-enhancing drugs, which will up their testosterone levels, it'll up their abilities of how much they're able to train, how quickly they're able to recover, and ultimately how strong and how fucking manic and frenzied they're probably able to get, because they're roided up to the gills. That's kind of dangerous because in a fight, what if you were to kill someone? Yeah. It kind of then makes the 
the drugs element of it almost then premeditated murder in a way rather than just a, a byproduct of, of competing in a sport. Definitely agree with that. Um, in football, that. though, yeah. I'm sure it's a problem. Like, I don't want, I don't, I, no matter how many drugs I take, I'm never going to be as good as Messi. I want to see these people do things I could never do with all the training on earth. Give all of them to drugs, and long, and long as long as it doesn't, you know, affect their health. But they're already all of them. fucking drugs. Let's see some fucking. Let's see. No. They're what? all juiced. What does it matter to you? Oh no, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm sure there's probably stuff like that because I think there's there's moral issues and moral and social benefits that come from sport. And I know this is really boring, but having a clean sport and role models that you can believe in are really really important so but then it is clean so important. I just thought of development, development at university and there are like boxing the, the, the social benefits that you can learn from that or sport in general working in a team or the discipline of, of boxing or any or whatever it is MMA or whatever all those things you're taking away a bit of that if, if it's not fair and real and just generally fairness fair but you don't you don't want to see someone score a hat, a hat trick from his own half <laughs> don't you want to see that's someone? better than what you said I'm sure you could run that hundred thunderbolts three thunderbolts <laughs> I want to see that James yeah. I want him to go to Brentford and teach them all how to not, do it's not a good lesson there for hard work yeah, yeah. I know it's so boring. Sorry, it's actually very important. No, you're probably right. Yeah. Sorry. But should <laughs> should should football? And, okay, so I know that I know that you're not allowed to do uh, so, so recreational drugs are illegal, right? I know they're illegal. Hmm. But if you if you but 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 you don't necessarily just because you've done a, a drug get sent to prison or whatever for it. No. So should you? If uh, assuming to so say I got say I was a footballer and I got caught for for doing weed and then I got a slap on my wrist by the law, should I then get a ban from my football team for doing it? No, I don't. Really. No. What do you say? No. Yeah, I'd say no. I'd say what what a what you a, fo- a footballer does in his own time outside of outside of, of, of uh, and it doesn't affect his performance. It's nothing to do with a football club. I would say that it. Probably does it. It probably affects the brand of that club, and you're an employee of the brand of that club, and so. And, and it's like if you're. A so football, then it's up what, to them, isn't it? Yeah, and, and as a football, you yeah. the the most um, concerning aspect of it, I probably guess, would be is like, why are you fucking doing that rather than getting a good night's sleep because you. Yeah, but it, because, because getting stung feels good. It does yeah. Yeah, so you. It's that's. What, I mean, Chris Armstrong right, is a brilliant, brilliant <laughs> example. You know, he's. I loved him. I loved him so much. He had a great dead. era. He had the Chris Armstrong period. He did for the end of the Palace and his first yeah. two seasons at Tottenham. He replaced. I don't know if people know this. He replaced. Um, he replaced Jurgen Klinsmann at Tottenham, and him and Teddy Sheringham scored more goals together than Jurgen Klinsmann really? and Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, in the first season they scored forty-seven. I think Klinsmann probably off his tits. Well, I don't think he was off his tits. I just think he comes from a culture now develops a, a, a kind of interested in, in Rastafari uh, culture, um, so I think he's in, always interested in that. You know, he's from the West Indies. So, uh, and I, hadn't, I, had, I, had, I was given his number. I was given his phone number. I still got my phone and I sent him a message. And I was like, Chris, I'm really sorry to bother you. But will can, you... Can I get some weed off you? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, got a number. I was like, please, can I sit down with you? Can I, can I chat to you? Can I do a podcast with you? I'd love it. I mean, that would be one of my... I've got a couple of like, star interviews that I'd love to do. And he's one of them. Um, and he was really... I got a message back. And I was like, yeah, it's on. And he was just like really polite and said, I'm really sorry about that. I'm not not really interested in talking to the press at this time. And I was like, I'm not press. I didn't want to push mm. it, but yeah. um, you know. And, and and I don't think I, I actually think to some degree he was above it all. He was above the bollocks of football, and yeah. and, and, and realised that this is a job for me, and and my recreational activities is is is, is what. And you know, he still scored more than Jurgen Klinsmann. So yeah. I don't know. So in a championship podcast, we end up talking about fucking Tottenham. That's what we end on. Yes, that is what we end on because you know we haven't even talked about the, the what it feels like to be a Championship club and looked down upon by all of all, all the Premier League clubs. I'd rather I'd hate to be a fan of a big club. It's not fulfilling. Hmm. Hmm. I've fulfilling. said it before. I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. I'd like to be a bigger club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He wants he wants West he wants Millwall's fur. <laughs> he wants Man United's fucking trophy cabinet. Trophy cabinet. We're growing. We're getting bigger. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. All right. That has been the fighting cop. <laughs> that has been the Long Ball Street podcast. I'm sorry. Jesus, that's Christ. like ingrained in my brain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That has been the Long Ball Street podcast. 
Matt, thank you once again. Yep. You've still got Matt Wild. If you're interested in football yeah. business, go over to Matt Wild's YouTube had, channel. We've had over 100 thousand that's not true yeah. we had over a hundred uh, people that have joined joined up for that and we're going to be doing some content soon so that's pretty cool that's as well I, yeah. I like these people that are interested in the business of football rather than just sport just West Ham's uh, no walls firm yeah good stuff and, and ja- James Alcott if you don't know I mean, everyone knows him from Ball Street stuff but also you also have your own football podcast doing it in five minutes time are you? Yeah. I thought you'd stop that no it was just, I've been very busy what's it called? huh? Great touch, Great for, touch a, for a big lad. Yeah, he's a fantastic, time. fantastic podcast. Would you say you thought you stopped? I it? Thought stopped. Was that one of the conditions of him starting at Bull Street? I stopped doing work around it. Someone else is doing the work. Right. But okay. I, I can sit and talk. And Adam, uh, you haven't got anything yet. <laughs> but who, who knows? <laughs> Have you got a girlfriend yet? Because the, no, the someone was was quite keen on watching yours and Flav's show, which was, what was the bird, name? birds and stuff or something like that. <laughs> birds and that, yeah. Birds and that, yeah. Mate, birds and that, yeah. That would be so. I, good. I'm in. I'm, I'm in a hell and loving relationship I can't have a podcast called Birds and That yet. But I'd, love to, I'd love to be in that but I can't be in that yeah. the so show like, could be you helping Adam fucking he doesn't need help look at his face I know but he does not need help but um, I, I, I mean if I'm ever single and I hope to God I'm not because you know I think she might be the one but you know if I'm, I am in that situation then I would 100% love to do a podcast called Birds and That yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and any, any females single females watching this YouTube video What's, swipe right What's yeah. a piece of this yeah. swipe right <laughs> white rhino the white rhino the white rhino the white rhino I don't know where they come from just imagine like a powerful <laughs> the white the white rhino yeah that's what you said <laughs> <laughs> the white rhino alright see you podcast, the car, podcast yeah Funny. That was good. That was good fun. Uh, <laughs> 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 rhino. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.